0: Orthodox Arts Festival Podcast, Christian podcasts to inspire, educate, and entertain an emerging global Christian community. Welcome to Inspirational Entertainment. THE EASTER STORY OF THOMAS the WOOL READ BY YOANNIS ANTONIADIS HEAVENLY PATH PODCAST PRODUCTION In the middle of the 19th century, the old Tobolsk County prison stood in the Ural mountains outside the Siberian city of Tobolsk. It was a cold, grey and ominous presence. In this dark, damp and joyless building, the country's most violent and hardened criminals were serving their long-term sentences. Among them was a giant blonde man who stood out for his savagery. His name was Thomas Ryskov. His steel arms testify to his tremendous power. What makes him even more terrifying, however, is his full of hate wild look. His eyes reveal a heart filled with an immense rage, He's sentenced to life in prison for a murder that, as he claims, he did not commit. Among the inmates there is a rumor that he was the victim of a wrongful conviction or worse, a deliberate injustice. Thomas, years now after his conviction, does not stop growing angry and protesting that he is innocent often will run amok and, like a raging beast, will bang his hand repeatedly on the metal bars of his cell until he passes out, blooded and unconscious, on the filthy floor. Everyone was terrified of him. Even the armed guards were terrified of him, and despite knowing that the rule was to punish him for such behavior, they were afraid to approach him. His fellow inmates gave him a nickname. He was known as Thomas the Wolf. The autumn has come for good in Topolsk. One night, a wild, dark, icy night, broke out a violent thunderstorm with flashes of lightning, torrential rain and flash flooding. The bells ran frantically. And the guards yelled at the prisoners to help remove the waters from the flooded cells and corridors of the prison. Everyone was running. In the midst of the chaos, Thomas discovers the opportunity he has been looking for all along. Taking advantage of the darkness and confusion, manages to escape. He accomplished this by ruthlessly killing two guards who attempted to stop him in the nearby forest. They are corpses were found lying with horrible wounds on their heads the following day. An unprecedented manhunt is launched throughout the area to apprehend him, but Thomas manages to flee. They advertised a large reward for his capture, but it was in vain. He vanished in the deep forest without a trace. His escape followed years of terror for the Towolsky region. Now and then, some are found murdered in horrific ways, such as Kasmir Petrov, a violent prison warden, found dead in his bed with his head torn in two, with a crumbled knot attached to his bloody clothes, saying, Dog, you got what you deserve for what you did to me. Everyone was terrified because they knew who the angry killer was. The county's people made it a habit to return early to their homes, and securely lock their doors. Terrified, they sleep with any kind of weapon they could find on their headrest. However, the killings, as well as robberies and house fires, continue. Nobody doubted that Thomas Ryskov, the repugnant criminal, was behind all these crimes. His name became a terrifying legend. Time passed. And spring arrived after a long and harsh winter. For a time, the reborn creation, the clearing weather, and the approaching Holy Easter drove Thomas's fear away from the hearts of Towolski's people. They were gradually getting out of their homes and enjoying life again. It has been months now since they heard something unpleasant. They had almost forgotten about Thomas. Then, when the holy and great Saturday night arrived, The night of the Resurrection, when the church bells rang so sweetly and joyfully, and the entire universe chanted, Christ is risen from the dead, every Christian gathered in the churches to hear the joyful news and participate in the Midnight Mass. The mayor and his wife were also present at the church service held in the town. Their young son had stayed at home with their servants because The previous night, he had a slight fever, and as it was still chilly at night in these parts of the world, they decided to leave him at home. When the service ended and the couple returned home holding their Easter candles, they were surprised to find their large mansion silent and dark, with the front door open, worried. They proceeded inside, where they were confronted by a terrible sight. They discovered all their servants brutally killed and lying in pools of their own blood. They screamed and ran to their son's room, anxiously calling his name. They both understood who was behind this horror. Thomas the wolf was there. The mother's scream was answered by a voice. A child's voice mother mother i'm here i'm fine both parents surrendered to the child's open arms he was fine and safe mommy look what the man who came to see me gave me his terrified parents discovered the little blonde boy alive and well in his crib playing with a russian weapon the kiston, a heavy iron bullet tied to a sturdy belt attached to a club. A very tall man came, mummy. He had a long beard and wild hair. His face was very scary, he continued the boy. As soon as I saw him, I smiled at him and said, Christ is risen. He stood motionless, staring at me. I then gave him my red Easter egg. He took it in his hands. It lasted a while. Then his expression changed, and he smiled at me, saying, Christ, is a reason indeed. And then, mummy, he began to cry aloud. And he left crying. He did not hurt me, mommy. The faithful who gathered in the town's church for the vespers of love were shocked. They've heard about the murders. The terror has returned to everyone's heart. But how surprised they were when they entered the church and were met by the sight of the giant Thomas the wolf, kneeling beneath the image of the risen Christ, He's looking at him in the eyes. Thomas' eyes are like fountains and his lips are constantly repeating, Christ is risen, Christ." reason. Christ is risen. They do not dare to approach at first. However, they quickly realize that Thomas is completely harmless. Nothing in his face is any more wild and terrifying. Nothing betrays a criminal. He appears exhausted and happy. He shows no reaction when a crowd gathers around him yelling, Let's call the police! Arrest him! Close the doors! Don't leave him!" Thomas does not move. He completely surrendered himself to the resurrected Jesus, and the transformation was complete. Inside the church, the priest refuses to call the police and continues the Vesper sequence. Then, at the end, he emerges from the sanctuary, holding the holy icon of the resurrection. All the faithful have gathered to kiss the icon of the risen Christ. When everyone was left, the priest approaches Thomas slowly. My child, for whom did he come? Christ on earth? For whom was he crucified? Did he not come for his suffering children? For the most desperate? For the most sinful? Sends the image to Thomas and invites him to worship it. And as he comes, he sobs. Christ has risen, Thomas. He's risen indeed. Thomas manages to respond, sobbing. Come, my child, to worship the resurrection of our Lord. On the cross, he shed his blood for you. He went to the grave for you. He was resurrected for you. And He has resurrected you with Him. Allow Him to heal your soul. And with those words, He places the resurrection icon on His head. The police had been waiting outside the church the entire time. Thomas, as gentle as a lamb, walks out and shows the police officers his hands so they can put him in handcuffs, proclaiming to all, Christ is risen! Whatever they ask him at the police station, he responds with the same words that come from his repentant heart, Christ is risen! He admits all of his crimes but maintains his innocence for the first. which he was originally convicted and imprisoned. For his actions he received a life sentence in prison, accepts the sentence without protest, is restless and content. He is now being taken to jail, but he does not stop repeating, Christ is risen. The prison administration has never seen a more obedient or exemplary prisoner. The guards who remember the old, terrible Thomas the Wolf treat him inhumanly at first, beating him until he faints, and leaving him hungry and thirsty in retaliation for what he did to their colleagues during his first imprisonment. But Thomas is no longer the same, he is neither angry nor resistant, he only responds to cursing and profanity with, Christ is risen, and blesses his tormentors. This change was deemed paradoxical, and psychiatrists were summoned to examine him and determine whether he had truly changed, or was pretending. Now, the saintly Archbishop of Kiev and Galicia, Pityrim, also paid him a visit. He stayed in Thomas's cell for several hours, listening to his incredible story. Thomas confesses to the Archbishop. He only asks for forgiveness for his sins. I don't mind rotting in prison, he says. I am more deserving to be punished than any other prisoner. All I ask is that Christ have mercy on me. Some time has passed. Then one day when a little boy was born heir to the throne, his father, Charles Nicholas I, declared a general amnesty. Prisons across the country were emptied and unexpectedly, Thomas is now free, after receiving a guarantee from Archbishop Peterine. Thomas has decided to dedicate his new life to the service of all, so he performs the most filthy and despised work, treats the elderly, the lonely and helpless. If a poor person dies, he rushes to assist in his burial. He never requests money, is extremely grateful if they give him a plate of food. If someone treats him with contempt, thanks him sincerely. He's like an angel to everyone who's in need. Now everyone refers to him as Thomas the Good. In those days, a terrible epidemic erupts in Tovolsky. There is no home without one or more deceased. No one can help because no one dares to assist a neighbor or relative for fear of becoming ill. Only Thomas goes into every house without hesitation. He's not scared. He looks after the sick. Everyone serves with great love at all hours of the day and night. And God bestows upon him a wonderful gift the ability to heal. Any patient treated by Thomas recovers. And the terrible infectious disease eventually fades and vanishes. The people of the city want to honor him for his service, but he denies any honorary distinction. He simply requests that they provide him with tickets to the Virgin Mary monastery. When he was about to leave the station, the entire city gathered to say goodbye and load him with gifts for the monastery and he said goodbye to everyone, with his favorite phrase, Christ is risen! Christ is risen! Later, when he arrives, and after the first blessings at the monastery church service, Thomas sleeps quietly into Catholicon where vespers was held, kneels in front of the miraculous image of the Virgin Mary in the peace and ecstasy of the dark church, leans on the gifts of his fellow citizens, and breaks down in tears. He begs the Virgin Mary for forgiveness for all of his crimes When the church is dismissed, the abbot approaches him, lifts him up, and says, "'Come, my child, speak to me!' "'Christ is risen!' proclaims Thomas sobbing. The following day at the Divine Liturgy, Thomas is allowed for the first time to commune with the body and blood of Christ, following a shocking confession. After so many years of cruelty and spiritual hunger, he finally accepts in himself the one who renewed him through his resurrection. Thomas stayed at the monastery for a few years, learning to read and write in order to study ecclesiastical books. But one day, after saying goodbye to the monks, he disappeared somewhere unknown. At the monastery's gate, the abbot, tearful, turned to the other monks and said, "He was a man of repentance. Look, my children, a true saint bids us farewell. Getting to know him was a great privilege." Thirty years have elapsed. Thomas the Wolf's transformation in Thomas the Good was almost forgotten. Only a few elders describe him to their grandchildren as a fairy tale. February has arrived. The nobles and princes have traveled to the Urals from St. Petersburg to hunt wild boars. Mitzlav Kaniev, a soldier who once served as a general in Tovolsky, is one of them. Kaniev is hunting with his companions on a cloudy day when he comes across a poor hut in a clearing forest. An ascetic, with a long white beard, kneels with arms raised to the sky, praying next to the hut. Kaniev approaches quietly enough to hear the old man's prayer. cry is the reason. Dear Lord, please keep the intensity of your justified indignation for the crimes done by you people, and have mercy on us." The elderly man sways. He appears to be seriously ill. Kanigev rushes up to him, hugs him, and recognizes in his old face an old acquaintance who had troubled him in Dovolsky, but also pleasantly surprised him. Thomas Ryskov! Thomas! Is that you? Your Hind, you, you recognize me. I am his, his, his slave. Oh my God, how much I've cried since that child with his Easter egg showed me the way to the resurrection. Oh, how much that moment changed my, my life. Now I'm, I'm living. Will. Christ accept me and with a final effort makes the points of the cross with his trembling hand and tilts his head on Kaneev's shoulder. Then the leaden sky suddenly opens up, the clouds part and a golden light shines through the forest. Dazzled, the prince embraces the precious body in his arms and senses a wonderful fragrance rising from the earth to heaven like incensed by many censers. At that exact moment, a cloud of luminous angels descended and gently surrounded the body. Francis pulled a few steps back so as not to disturb. Blessed is he who is received by you, O Lord. Glorious before the Lord the death of His Son. The angels sang. The other hunters discovered Kenneth dazed. Are you all right, Your Highness? What has happened to you? Kneel, my dear friends kneel in front of a scent of Christ. A man who was reborn in one moment on Easter when a child's hand holding an Easter egg made a wish for him. A wish that he could turn the criminal into a sin, worthy of being received by God's angels for his eternal journey. Christ is risen! In the forest, angels, people on their knees, and thousands of birds sing the risen Lord and proclaim the great truth. Greater than the worst sin is God's love and mercy for every repentant soul. Christ is risen indeed. Translation and adaptation by Ioannis Antoniadis. Reading from the book An Easter Moment A Russian Ascetic's Life. Published by the Holy Skete of San Haralambus, Skete, Mount Athos. Orthodox Arts Festival Podcast. Christian podcast to inspire, educate, and entertain an emerging global Christian community. Welcome to Inspirational Entertainment.